0: Welcome to the Sobriety Unleashed podcast with me, Simon.
1: And me, Ellen. And today we are talking about how do I cope when my friends still drink alcohol if I am trying to give up or I'm already given up. Uh, Simon, what about you? How many of your friends do you still hang around with like you did when you were drinking?
0: Do you know, not very many at all. Probably two that I can think of. (laughs) I didn't have a lot in the first place, though. Did you have drinking buddies, though? Yeah, I did. There were quite a lot of drinking buddies where... The, the only time I saw them was if everybody was drinking and it was a boozy night out into a city centre. Um, and those people, I just don't really see them anymore.
1: No, with, was the whole relationship around alcohol. And did you consider them really good friends
0: at the time? I did consider them pretty good friends. And it was the whole relationship was just glued together by alcohol. And it just kind of faded away. We actually moved away from the area about, Eighteen months ago, so that probably didn't help anyway. But the the more I'm I was I moved forward in my alcohol free journey, the sort of less interested I was because there was only one thing about that relationship. There was no, you know, we never talked sort of about how we felt or relationships or any, anything. No, no deep. depth. No to anything. Not at all. And don't get me wrong. There's there is a place for superficial relationships, but alcohol was all there was to this that was the superficial
1: and so did you try and continue those relationships when you first gave up alcohol
0: yeah I did to a degree Um, but when I first quit I actually had two months away from socializing I didn't go anywhere where I knew there was going to be sort of free-flowing booze so I but I did go to After the two months, I did go to like a couple of barbecues that friends were having where people were drinking and things like that. And, you know, I socialized with the with the people who I was friendly with where it was just drink, drink, drink all the time. But it just didn't interest me. I I sort of found myself not wanting to be there drunk people are boring we've talked about it before haven't we
1: yeah we were talking about this false belief yesterday about like i drink because i'm bored and and how we do you know acknowledge that statement challenge it and turn it around and i i really i used to drink maybe because i was bored but my turnaround statement was that was i was boring because i was drinking um and it definitely it made me a really boring person so and you start to realize that when you give up alcohol just how boring it is to be around
0: yeah, that's so true. And that process, that kind of awareness of the limiting belief, getting really clear about the the truth around it, and then turning it around into a positive, empowering, real belief statement oh, is fantastic. That helped me so much. Yeah,
1: absolutely. And how did your drinking buddies cope with you when you started to give up alcohol? How did you approach that with them?
0: That was an interesting one, actually, because when, when I coach with people and get messages from people about talking to their friends when they quit, which some people call coming out. They, which I love. I love that. Yeah. Term. I, I always say to them, look, 99% of people are going to be really positive. They're actually what I found was most people are interested. They're curious. They want to know a bit more. They often ask how you did it and, then they open up about their own drinking and say that actually I've been a bit worried about how much I've been drinking. Yeah. And I kind of expected that. But I had one or two people who were a bit negative, one who said it's never going to last, um, which actually was like a red rag to a ball that really motivated me Did I thought, yeah. well, i'm gonna show you
1: <laughs> yeah fantastic it can it can like have the opposite effect on it over oh, they don't believe in me i may as well give up but actually that's great you can turn it around so i will show you that i can and this yeah. will last
0: so i think it's important to kind of keep your guard up for the odd negative comment but I think it's okay to sort of put that down to the fact that the person who made that comment to me was somebody who drank daily. I knew she had her own issues with alcohol. And I think it was making her feel judged that I was saying I'm not drinking anymore. It shone a light on her own behavior. So she projected it back at me.
1: Yeah, and of course we talk about like fears in giving up alcohol, and I think there's a lot of fear around with your friends when you give up alcohol. Yeah. All of a sudden, how will that relationship look when it's already always been based around alcohol? They they have their own fears um, around that, don't they?
0: Yeah, completely. And I mean, one of the things. I recommend to people is actually to evaluate their relationships when they quit drinking and actually think about the ones where they are just based around alcohol and whether they're worth keeping. It sounds a little bit ruthless and I'm not suggesting just chopping people out of our lives, but I think some of them will naturally fade away. The great thing is though, that you end up making many many more friends through the sober community the new activities you get involved in and what was your story with friends and
1: yeah i mean much the same that i had some relationship relationships that were really based around alcohol and i always thought they were true relationships like we had so much fun together Uh, it wasn't until I had some distance from alcohol and it was a good few months like people are searching for that golden sobriety and it it does take a few months for me I reassessed a lot of things and the people that were really didn't like me giving up drink then I was like I would start to question to people who are my friends not want the best for me um is it more about them and them having fun than it is what's be- better for me people there's certain friends that have seen the change in me and have given off alcohol and that's great because they're friends that I've really continued um, that friendship and they're the type of friends that do you know what I can get in touch with once every six months but I know that we can pick up the relationship where we left off and um, they're not needy at all and that you know it's very we can pick up the the relationship and have an in-depth talk. As you said, there was no depth to the drinking relationships.
0: Yeah. It, often they are just about pretty much one thing. And yeah, I, I've, it really did the whole process sort of made me evaluate what friendships meant to me what i actually wanted from friendships with people you know and i'd never even considered it before when i was drinking it was just well they're friends and that's the end of it yeah. but actually my you know the close friends you want to have people you can open up to you can just share things with and and trust people who you really trust as well yeah which again and that can be a challenge when a relationship is based on alcohol
1: yeah and of course we go back to those core values all the time when you start looking at your own core values um in to a deeper extent when you give up drinking you start to look at everybody else that you're around as well and think well do they actually match the people that i want to be around and the values yeah. that i hold
0: true to me exactly i think one of the big things when your when you quit drinking, and you're thinking about your friends. And this is probably one of the hardest bits for people to do is to actually communicate your needs, you soon find out who your good friends are when you actually share what you're doing. And communicate to them that actually when we go out i'm not going to be drinking um maybe you no longer want to go to the pub and would rather meet in a coffee shop or something like that and that you actually start communicating this stuff you, you you soon know who the true friends are I
1: think. yeah as i say the people that want the best for you will listen to your intentions and help you follow those through um having that conversation with your friends of look i'm not drinking right now you don't owe anyone an explanation about your drinking if you don't want to give it however if you want to discuss it with a few close friends and explain I'm not drinking right now these are the reasons why and this is how you can help me I'm not going to come to the pub I'm not going to go to that dinner because I find it really difficult however I still really want to connect with you how about we do x y z like there's so many activities that we can do nowadays where alcohol is not actually involved although it does it feels really difficult because it's Infiltrated, infiltrated everywhere
0: yeah but
1: however go to a cookery class like go walking together uh, there's all kinds of things that you can do where alcohol isn't the main main event
0: yeah that, exactly that and, and actually when you haven't got alcohol interfering with your thoughts and you know you're not kind of dwelling on it all the time you have so much free time and mental space to start looking at hobbies and activities that you want to get involved in yeah Uh, and actually that's often the places where you end up meeting other people who say oh no I don't drink either yeah absolutely it's bizarre
1: yeah or some of them like as I always say I started going indoor climbing and some of those people drink like at the end of the climbing session they'd say do you want a beer and I go oh no thanks I don't drink cool that it doesn't at all affect what we're doing together um it's just that that those people in those kind of activities don't drink to the extent that my old drinking buddies did
0: yeah exactly and talking of buddies i think another good tip around navigating the way through friendships is to have a sober buddy someone else who's on the same journey which it can be easier said than done and at the time I quit, my wife was still drinking, but she's a kind of take it or leave her drinker. Uh, and she effectively was my sober buddy because I was accountable to her. If we were going anywhere social, she'd normally be there. And she kept me in check. She kept an eye on me. And I kind of gave her permission to, you know, if I ever thought about drinking or whatever, to yeah, knock the not, drink out, yeah. not the glass out of my hand. Yeah. Exactly that. Um, did you have a sober buddy?
1: I didn't I very much did it I was like this is my journey and I'm going to do it and to start off with for the first year I was strong in my sobriety like no this is my choice this is what I'm doing I'm just I'm going to see where it takes me there was never a I'm going to give up forever kind of moment and so everyone around me was still drinking and that was good I, I it felt empowering to be around people that were still drinking however that kind of the fear of missing out definitely turned into a joy of missing out when I sat back and looked at how people were and it strengthened my sobriety because I began to realize how sloppy and unattractive people are after a few drinks and I was thinking oh that was me and I don't want to be like that anymore <laughs> um so I didn't really have buddy. I did notice the people that are really interested by it though like oh yeah. you're not drinking why is that and then they're the ones as you said they're like oh yeah I've been thinking that maybe I should really
0: cut down a bit yeah and I think if if you can get that mindset of being really proud about what you're doing not feeling like there's some kind of stigma attached to it and I kind of I drew on my rebellious streak I thought well this is a rebellious act it goes against what society our parents and marketing companies have told us to do so I thought I'm a bit of a sober rebel and I quite like that so I quite like telling people about it and just sharing it
1: yeah, absolutely. I knew I, I know you use the term like liquid vegan. And I talk about that a lot, how a, a vegan is very strong in the ethics, the reasons why they don't do what they do uh, or what they do, what they do. Um, and for me, alcohol is the same. If anybody approaches me, I'm so strong in my conviction as to why I'm not drinking. It's easy for me to be like, oh, no, why would I want to drink? It, it makes me feel like crap. Like there's all these reasons, there's health reasons. I don't like being sloppy. I don't. And then it kind of it shuts any argument down.
0: Yeah, totally. Yeah, that concept around liquid vegan is simply, if you look at someone who's vegan, they're proud about the the choice that they've made. And it is a choice, a lifestyle choice. They're not sort of sat in the corner crying because they can't have a steak or, a you know, products. They're they're proud about it. And they're open about it as well. And I, I think, you know, this is essentially a dietary choice we don't drink alcohol
1: yeah sober and proud
0: yeah exactly there's a few comments i can see out the corner of my eye so i'll just um, get because we're live on youtube if you're listening back to the podcast candy said possibly the um the best comment we've had recently quite simple i do not like alcohol no i like it (laughs) great comment (laughs) <laughs> um, Lisa's here. Ashley said there's a belief here and there that as we age it's slightly harder to make new friends based on proximity having kids job lack of free time etc um, if you want meaningful adult friendships with people that care about you and inspire you to quit drinking I'm close to some of my sober buddies and talk to my daily sober group more than my best friends we've just um, we've just aligned and I'm so drawn to that environment yeah, yeah. there you go yeah, it says absolutely. It all, it?
1: I think there's a vulnerability that you can have with people that are not drinking. And you can really kind of look at yourself a little bit and, and look at those emotions and, and talk them through with other people that are not drinking. You haven't got that roller coaster of emotions that you have with um, when you're drinking.
0: Yeah, exactly. I think one of the other things that comes to mind about friendships is and I've just I've noticed this. In, I haven't got any actual accurate data, so I'm making it up. But I reckon 80% of people who I do coaching with or who are in the sober community would class themselves as being at some point people pleasers. Yeah. is a really high ratio. And I think this is an area particularly around friendships where we do need to work on being able to say no I've seen a lot of people caught out when they've been alcohol free for a few months and then they've gone to a work do or something like that and they've just found they've just felt pressured and found it hard to say no
1: I find it ridiculous actually and you're completely right and I was one of those people um and that I wanted to please everybody so it's one of the 80 percent yeah and And yet we give into peer pressure when we're adults. We think it's something that like it's children and teenagers that give into peer pressure. But there is so much. And in fact, the men that I've spoken to have said it's actually worse for the men when they're saying, oh, no, I'm trying to give up. Women tend to be a bit more kind of thoughtful about things and mindful about things. But men in particular, like, come on, have a drink, drink with us uh, and find it quite strange.
0: And I think this speaks to the importance of planning in advance. If you are going to a, a, you know, like I did to a barbecue where, you know, some of those old drinking buddies are going to be there or you're going to the pub. I think it's all about making a plan and actually being ready and prepared for it.
1: Absolutely. I actually get people to practice their response when when. If anyone goes to offer you a drink or anyone talks to you about your drinking, you can have you get a real vibe of people as to what, how are they are going to receive the fact that you're not drinking? I, and mine is always no thanks, I'm not drinking right now. You don't need any more of an explanation than that with people. Some people are interested and you can discuss it a little bit more with them. Others just change the subject and be like, oh, no, tell me about you, like whatever. Um, but practice what you're going to say
0: yeah exactly and also you could be the designated driver i mean that is a very easy way to just get around a lot of challenges is to drive
1: it is there's two things with that sometimes it's a really good thing sometimes it's a bad thing because you have to stay to the bitter end and when everybody else is drinking you're sometimes seeing this sloppy thing and you can't remove yourself from the situation so that depends on whether you really want to stay to the bitter end
0: and of course it would be very easy to crumble to peer pressure if they said oh we'll get an uber yeah Yeah, we'll all we'll all share the the cost just have a drink
1: yeah i do find when you're talking to people about your drinking it is easier to be honest with i'm not drinking right now like you don't have to say it's a forever choice you don't have to give a reason particularly why but just be honest if you give a reason like an excuse People want a people please. They're like, oh, well, we can get an Uber or you got to get up early in the morning. I can help you with that. You need to do this. I can help you. They're going to find you a solution so that they can get you to drink.
0: I love that actually. Yeah. Remember, you're also dealing with people pleasers. Yeah. yeah, that's <laughs> yeah, a absolutely. really good point.
1: <laughs> and these, it's the same, like it's a behavior change for us, but it's a behavior change for our friends as well. When you go there and something's different, they have to learn this new behavior. And it's just It takes people a little uh, kind of time to, to learn what's going on.
0: And I think one of the other things where people can find it hard is if they're having an event at home, at their own home, and they've got friends coming over, they know their friends are going to bring booze, and they just don't want to say to them, don't bring anything. Yeah. I mean, how have you navigated through that sort of thing? What...
1: I well, I have said since things happened last year with my husband with the uh, kind of drinking a bottle of vodka. I've said that I've had a dry house, and that's worked for ninety nine percent of the time. However, I had a house belated well, housewarming party a couple of weeks ago, and two French guys turned up, and they didn't know that it was a dry house, and they bought a bottle of wine each, and. I opened it and I like let them drink it. They said to me, I'll have a glass. Uh, no, thanks. I don't drink. Um, apart from that, I now have a dry house, but that took me three years to get to that point because I was people pleasing. I want to be the hostess with the mostess. I want everybody to feel comfortable. And then I was like, hell no, it's my house. I want to feel comfortable. And I don't like being around drunk people. End of story.
0: Yeah, exactly that. I, I've had like sometimes friends come over and I don't have a problem with them drinking in the house um, around me. I know I'm, it doesn't interest me whatsoever. They know that I don't drink, but I must admit, after a few hours and it gets to you know midnight, then it's one in the morning and they're still boozing. And I just want to go to bed. Yeah. I kind of have to start making excuses to get people to or, or dropping big hints. Yeah. Yeah. because They is, don't stop.
1: No, they don't. And all those boundaries go out the window. That's why for me, it's much easier. And I'm navigating my way through it just like anybody else. Things come up and I think that's not going to happen again. I'm going to set a boundary now for next time this happens. No, actually, I don't drink. I don't know alcohol in the house.
0: And of course, when when you have people come into your house, one of the big sort of socialising tips we always give is to have an exit strategy, a way that you can leave it's a bit tricky you can't exactly yeah. run out of your own house you could take a time out if you need to and just yep. go to the bathroom or whatever but it's, it's not quite as simple
1: no it's not I mean I've got a friend coming to stay next week and she I haven't seen her in about 10 years actually so and she's coming with a, a male friend and I did I sent them a message she she kept on referring to, um, oh, I can't wait to wait to have a chat over a glass, of, you know, over a glass of something. And I said, oh, I don't drink. It'll be a glass of like water for me. Um, <laughs> and then it got to the point where I said, oh, just to let you know, I don't have alcohol in the house either. And she was absolutely no problem. That's absolutely fine by us. I'm just looking forward to catching up with you. That's the most important thing.
0: Yeah, but you set the boundary early.
1: Early, early, early. Yeah, because that would yeah. have
0: been a really easy one to have just not said anything, not you know taken the path of least resistance, yeah. and then she turns up with a case of wine, and it, it's a much harder conversation to have.
1: It is, and you get to the stage I think where, as you say. I've been a people pleaser for so long that I found it so difficult to put myself first. I've got fed this lie that it's like selfish of you to put yourself first. You must put everybody else first, especially as a mum. But actually, nobody else is going to put me first nobody I'm the only one that's going to take care of me therefore I have to think what makes me comfortable and how am I going to sort that out setting boundaries around people not only does it protect me it protects the relationship because if I had people come into my house and they drank and they pissed me off I wouldn't want them back so it it protects the relationship setting boundaries
0: yeah exactly Um, yeah uh, putting yourself first absolutely we talked about it before I think yeah I, I think it's one of the least selfish things you can do, self-care, self-love, et cetera. Yeah. And it it ripples out. You know, if you're looking after yourself, you're going to be looking after your kids. You're going to be in in you know in a in good shape to do it. When you're yeah. not, it's the opposite.
1: Yeah. And that's what we're teaching the kids as well. I don't think that teaching Uh, we shouldn't be completely selfless all the time it should be the kids should see that growing up mum and dad need to take care of themselves so that they can take care of everybody else and that when they grow up that's how they should be too.
0: And it's interesting we're going a little bit off topic but it's interesting 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 can you hear me now?
1: I can hear you now.
0: Sorry, we had a minor microphone issue there. I've got a new microphone. <laughs> and it messed up it's probably a bit echoey it so was it
1: was just you going it's interesting it's inter- it's inter- it. yeah, somebody,
0: somebody put in the comments it sounds like you're beatboxing Simon.
1: <laughs> okay so I got it's interesting and then I lost you from there sorry about that
0: <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah I was just saying it was in it's interesting around um I started to really look at whether I was putting my needs ahead of my sons and my wife's and 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 really, and then kind of exploring it, and I, I never used to do that when I drank. And there were definitely times where I thought, actually, this is an occasion where my son's needs need to come first. And then other times, no, I need to come first.
1: Yeah, yeah, I absolutely. Do you know what? I was awake during the night, and it actually it kept me awake last night, thinking, am I being selfish here, or is this me needing some time out? I don't quite know. And having those thoughts in my um like round and round last night, I. I need to put my kids first at times and at times I need to say, no, I need some time for me so that I can be the best for you.
0: Yeah, exactly. Right. Let, let's read some of the comments. Um, someone put, I'd love to hear from your spouses, if possible, to hear their statements and the impact your addictions had on them. Thank you for this podcast. podcast. I don't do booze by default. The uni days of being drunk have been long gone. I actually, I did a video with my wife, which is on my YouTube channel where she talks about how I was when I was drinking and what it's like since I quit. Um, I I don't think your spouse is going to come on. (laughs) (laughs) So <laughs>
1: no. my spouse is no longer with us and, and not no longer with us. He is still living, but he's no longer in the house with us. Um, but I kind of lived that twofold that um, I was living with his addictions rather than he was living with mine. And I don't know whether my sobriety was me wanting to lead by example, or just thinking I, I've had enough of this. I need to put myself first. I can't drink because of his mental health problems that he was self-medicating with alcohol. And I could see the reasons why um, his head was a horrible place to be. However, I couldn't join him in that misery. So that's it probably subconsciously was a lot to do with my sobriety journey. Um, he has got a really interesting relationship with alcohol where he doesn't consider himself an alcoholic. However, he is on anti-abuse medication and been in rehab for a few months and was replacing his water with vodka. So it's but to him, it wasn't ever a rock bottom. No, I haven't lost my family or my home, which he's now not with his family or his home. So, um, yeah, I've been on it both sides.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's an intro. Yours is probably the is slightly different to a lot of people's journeys in that respect.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: I also did a video with my son a couple of years ago. So if you want to, you can check that out. It's on my YouTube channel where he talks about what it was like having a dad who drink who drank every day, what it's been like since I quit and so on. Um, yeah. Li- Lisa makes a really good point, actually. Um, She put, if someone is really badgering you to about not drinking, why don't you ask them why they are drinking?
1: Yeah, and that tends to be, I'm very blunt in my kind of go-to response because I'm so... Sure, as to the reasons why I don't drink, and the same with food. I am the same with food. I like to nourish myself with good food, and um, because you are what you eat, you are what you consume. So that goes for alcohol. Alcohol is part of my diet, if you will. Um, so I'm very much when people go, "Oh, I love my food. I love my food too," but I love feeling good. So you are what you eat. Um, there is, yeah. Why would you want to consume alcohol?
0: Yeah, exactly. Jeanette said greetings from Newfoundland in Canada happy to be sober I love your inspiring show I had to set boundaries too and I allow no booze in my house good for you I think that's brilliant yeah and it's a tough thing to do
1: it is it didn't even occur to me that it was something that I should do as I said it took me three years to suddenly think why am I putting everybody else's needs and wants before my own it doesn't make sense
0: yeah and I think if you asked a lot of people who are sober would you like to have a dry house they'd probably say yeah but actually it's the fear of of doing it
1: yeah and I can be around alcohol I can be around drinkers because once I'd made my mind up of the reasons why I didn't want to drink anymore sobriety is actually really easy once you've changed your mindset it isn't a case of I can't have alcohol in the house that isn't it at all it really is that I don't want to be around it
0: yeah and and actually th- that is how you get the mindset that mindset of is this the exact same principle not i can't have a drink i don't want to drink
1: no absolutely i can look at a glass of wine and see exactly what that brings to me personally and to, the, to society
0: uh, yeah and you get to that place by understanding the the negative consequences of it and everything you gain from not drinking yeah. exactly that yeah, yeah. so true um lisa said i find being honest about not drinking produces a few different responses some people become curious and want to know more some try to avoid the subject and some just do not care
1: no yeah in fact that is probably the majority of the um responses most people certainly after you get off over the first time that you say oh no i don't drink most people just move on it's a non-entity other people they're concerned about what's in their cup not what's in yours
0: yeah, there's a. It's not nothing to do with sobriety, but there's something called the 20-60-20 rule, and actually, mm-hmm. it's probably a bit like that. You know, sixty percent of people are just indifferent about it. Yeah. Yeah, twenty percent might have a bit of a you know, don't really get it or make a stupid comment, and. will be supportive or curious.
1: Yeah. And absolutely. It's one of those things, isn't it? Like when you're going to a party and you're thinking, I don't know that I can dance if I haven't been drinking. Do you know what? Most other people have been drinking. So you can dance sober and look like an idiot because nobody else cares because they're all so drunk.
0: The first time I danced when I, after I'd quit, I felt so self-conscious and I looked around and everybody was drunk. It was a works party they were all just wrecked. Nobody was looking at me. And I, I actually said that to myself. I said, nobody's looking. They're all drunk. They yeah. the... But I still felt really self-conscious. And it was actually the second time that I went to some kind of party like that that I sort of let myself go a bit more and danced. I mean, I, I can't dance. No, well, I can't. <laughs> we,
1: were, we went to the Ed Sheeran concert a couple of uh, weeks ago and Ed Sheeran played Bloodstream, my favourite Ed Sheeran song, and all the French just sat down. They were like don't know it he obviously didn't release it in France and so I was like sod it stood up with my daughter with the only two pretty much in the stadium dancing to it close my eyes I don't care if anyone's looking at me these people they're all drinking they don't know me I don't know them I'm gonna dance like no one's watching because really nobody is watching nobody cares
0: the irony is there were probably people sat behind you saying, look at that drunk.
1: <laughs> no, <laughs> the kids are like that. They hear the kids quite frequently say, are you sure you're not drinking? I'm like, yeah, I'm just like this anyway.
0: <laughs> I think that's brilliant. Um, what else have we got? Jeanette said, I'm lucky to have friends, too, that have always been sober. And I spend more time with those dear friends than drinking friends. Um as she said my cousin had a dry, dry wedding 17 years ago, a dry wedding. And all the drinkers in the family were drinking in the parking lot. Yeah. We thought it was so lame. Fast forward and I'll be sober at my wedding. Yeah. And love the idea of making an alcohol free drinks menu, but I will have alcohol there. So my guests won't leave me for the car bar.
1: Yeah, it, I, I remember. Do you know what? I remember my cousin saying no cannabis at the wedding. And we were all horrified because me and my cousins, we all used to smoke blows. Uh, and just being like, what does she mean? Um, but uh, it's quite a statement. But absolutely, how you really have to look at yourself when you'd rather be in the car park drinking alcohol than be inside with family celebrating a wedding.
0: Yeah, totally. I, I, I love that dry wedding. Yeah, I think that's brilliant. Absolutely. I remember it was. It was two days before I finally quit drinking forever. And we went to a, a gig in London at the Olympic Stadium and. We got to, we always had to stay in a hotel. I think I might have mentioned this before. Always had to stay in a hotel because couldn't drive back because I Mm -hmm. wanted to get as drunk as possible. I had the wine box in my suitcase and we got to the hotel and it was a dry hotel and i didn't even realize and it talk about the universe speaking to me like it was this, i said where's the bar said, yeah. it's a dry hotel sir
1: that's fantastic and you talk about the universe i say this all the time and um, i honestly feel when you give up alcohol and you start like expecting more from yourself and the universe gives you what you need, because my friends that I, I have now, some of them have been sober. Helen's been sober for 25 years, um, and I, I've started exploring friendships that I probably never would have had before when I was drinking. And the universe has sent me what I needed. These people that are in my life just don't give a damn that I don't drink. They'll come to my house. We'll connect on a different level. Uh, and alcohol is not an issue.
0: Yeah, exactly. And I've actually, I've met friends through, I've met friends like that who haven't drunk for a while, and they've just been great people to talk to and have proper in depth conversations. Sorry, I think the RAF have just gone over. (laughs) Uh, And, uh, but then equally, I've made friends you know, in totally separate circles and places who've actually opened up and said, I've, I've got an issue with my drinking. And then, I mean, there's one in particular, he's, he's over a year sober now and I kind of pointed him in the right direction. Yeah, yeah. So it's just, yeah, amazing. The, the universe definitely does that, the sober gods.
1: Yeah, I, I definitely agree with that.
0: Yeah, it's awesome. Um, any more tips around friends? I, I wrote a couple down. I think one of the big ones for me was giving it a bit of time as well and I think that's really important because you know first few weeks couple of months after you quit you probably don't want to be around those people and as the weeks go by you just become stronger and more resilient and you feel more up to perhaps going somewhere where people are going to be drinking Um, any more tips from you on that
1: well I would definitely I, I think to look at your kind of associations those environments that you would normally drink and they're the easiest ones to to kind of check off the list aren't they in in the early days why put yourself in places and around people that you know the al- alcohol is the main event when you're together it's it's much easier just to remove yourself from the situation and go oh i'm just gonna have build some sobriety and then i'll dip my toe in the water and see how that goes
0: exactly yeah or you know we talked about it earlier Meeting. A- Meet in a coffee shop instead of yeah. going to the pub go to a cafe you don't yeah. have to go to the pub
1: how do you find that though with male relationships because i think that's like females are open to that um but i don't know where the men would be more kind of if you have your pub drinking buddies and that is your social life i wonder how that works with men
0: yeah i i think it's okay there's a bit there is a coffee culture now and funny enough someone a male friend asked me yesterday to meet up for a coffee um but I, I wasn't a person who went to the pub all the time. I was a home drinker, so yeah. I don't actually know. But I think it's about just getting it out there and actually saying it. Look, I don't really fancy the pub. Let's go no. go to a Starbucks.
1: Yeah, and it's funny you say that about like um, the social drinking. I wasn't that kind of social in the pub drinker. That's one of those false beliefs, isn't it? That I like drinking is social. How many of us have got to the fact that we're sat on the sofa drinking a bottle of wine? on our own with no yeah. friends around us i like how social is it
0: yeah it's the least social thing and really actually is. i would prefer drinking when my wife and my son had gone out and i was truly on my own
1: yeah that was yeah. my
0: favorite type of drinking. yeah
1: and i get so many people to say like alcohol's not a problem however i do it when i'm on my own um when everybody else has gone out that's my favorite drinking time
0: yeah, and I think that speaks volumes. It's yeah. definitely not a social activity. No, it's an anti-social activity in every it respect. Is. Yeah. Okay, we'll, we'll wrap up there and uh, we'll be back on again next week, won't we?
1: We will, Um. yes. And I'll, we'll put another poll on Instagram. So for anyone who has any ideas what we'd like to talk about, just, uh, yeah, send us your comments and do a vote on Instagram next week.
0: Yeah, so your Instagram is sobriety sisterhood, isn't it?
1: It is indeed.
0: And you did a poll this week for which topic to talk about. So yeah, yeah get, get involved, follow yeah. Ellen, and then you can see the poll on her stories and yeah. vote on it. And in the meantime, I'll get a new microphone. <laughs> if you could, please. Yeah. <laughs> I thought I was lost on my own. <laughs> <laughs> see you all next week. Bye.